before I gave you a, a great introduction to my next guest, who um, fell in love uh, with teaching at a very young age. And um, right now she has two advanced degrees from the University of Illinois at Chicago, including a master's degree and a Ph.D. in special education. And she is studying to become a chaplain at a, uh, a local school of divinity. But uh, she says, nothing in life prepares you for the emotions that come flooding when your loved one is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. You are clueless about how much life is going to change, not only for you, but for your loved one, but for all of these uh, who are becoming uh, caregivers for them. And I had two. My Aunt Annabelle, who was not, when I had her, was about between 91 and, and 93. My mother, who was in her mid-80s. And like I said, my, my aunt was one of the most self-sufficient people, lived by her, herself, made the right financial decisions throughout her life so that she lived very comfortably. Um, everything she owned was paid for. She owed no one. And then you had um, my mom, who was a master teacher, who even when she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, she still thought that she would one day uh, be able to teach again uh, you know, in the beginning, and I was like, you can't even remember where your keys are. You are not going back to Hales. You are not going back uh, to substitute teach or anything else because it, it was just crazy. So Alan took very good care of her, and then after Alan died, I started, you know, I became the caregiver, and then I had to bring Annabelle with me. So I want to introduce you to Dr. Cheryl Watkins. Dr. Watkins, Thank you so much uh, for coming on today and having this much-needed conversation. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really interested in your journey. So, again, welcome. Thank you so much, and it is my absolute honor to be here. Um, I love talk radio. I uh, love listening, so okay. this is quite a joy for me. Thank you. So tell us about your journey, your family member, the, how you felt, the emotional roller coaster. I, I was telling our listeners that I would be upstairs just sobbing, and my Aunt Annabelle would say, were you crying yesterday? I'm like, yep, absolutely. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely it does. Um, listen, my mother was the pillar of strength, and so um, everything about her said strength. Mm -hmm. The way she walked, the way she dressed, the way she talked. Um, so we were all, as girls, brought up to be like our mother. My dad relinquished the raising of us to my mother mm -hmm. uh, because he knew how strong she was, and he wanted strong daughters, mm -hmm. and so... Between the two of them, we learned a lot, but it was my mother who really anchored us in the women that we are today. Wow. And so I say that because I need for you to know that we don't typically cry and let each other see each other cry. Right. We don't typically do that, but I'll tell you that I cried at night, and that was when no one was around. And in my book, um, in the epilogue, I wrote something, if I could just share it. Yeah, go right ahead. Second. Thank you. Um, on page 92, I cried at night when no one else was around. 
Funny how a line I once heard delivered by Barney Fife from the Andy Griffith Show could accurately describe my sorrow. The tears on my pillow bespoke the pain in my heart. Barney's pain was caused by a lost high school love. My pain was caused by seeing my mother, the toughest person I had ever known, the woman I loved, my confidant, my everything, slowly dying. Wow. And this is from your book, Releasing Her, Wrestling Peace from the Jaws of Alzheimer's. You know, I I can relate to everything that you said in in that one passage. I can relate to it. Um, And it's very common. Alzheimer's is more uh, common with black women. And I remember when I found out that B. Smith, who was one of those women, who a model, a trailblazer, uh, an author, uh, entrepreneur, um, it, it, it broke my heart. It broke my heart, uh, and and I, and at that time, I didn't even realize that I, you know, I was becoming more depressed. I I would come to work sometimes, and I said, I am sometimes I'm up to my elbows in feces. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. With, with, oh yeah, with two, and and you don't think about it, and it's embarrassing for them in the beginning. After a while, my mother. You know, it was just a, for my Aunt Annabelle, it was the most embarrassing thing in the world. But for my mother, you know, she accepted that I was taking care of her. But I want to ask you this. When, what kind of support did you have? I had a great support system. What kind of yes. support did you have? Let me Let me respond to what you said also about taking care of your aunt and your mom. Mm-hmm. My mother um, would have an accident, and I would clean her up, and she would say, I'm so sorry. And I said, Ma, you don't have to say you're sorry for anything. It is my honor to clean you up. Right. Anytime you need anything, that's what I'm here for. That's what we're all here for, and that's what we did. So I wanted to make sure I connected with you on that Mm -hmm. um, because it was something very, very serious. Yeah. Yeah. So when you talk about support, so there were four girls. There, my sisters, there are three. We have, I have three sisters. And so my mother lived with my oldest sister. Okay. So she really did take on the caregiver extraordinaire role. Right. But we all took care of our mom. There were two people with her at all times. Mm-hmm. So my mom lived around the corner from me. So I was closest. I'd sit there with my oldest sister and my mom and my sister and I would talk. We'd talk to our mom. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. When my sister came home from work, my older sister would come. So that would be two. When my older sister left, I would come. Then my youngest sister would come. Right. But we also had someone there from the Department on Aging. Right. Who was there in the beginning with my oldest sister, who took a leave of absence from work so that she could learn from the caregiver uh-huh. the the the, the proper way to take care of them right absolutely because and they then, can't because they can't the the care the um department of they can't um give them medication no they can't do those things they can't do so that they can't give them that's medication why there were two of us right yeah that's why there were two of us at all times and then we had a friend of our family um had hired someone who took helped her take care of her aunt who had alzheimer's 
We hired her. Right. So every morning I would go to her house, pick her up, bring her back to my mom's house, take my sister to work, drop her off, go back to the house. When the person from the Department on Aging came, then I left. So there were two people at all times. And let me also say this. One of my dear, dear, dear friends was retired. And I said to him, I need you to go over. If my mom was in the hospital, if she was in the nursing home, whatever happened, I need you to go over and I need you to sit with my mom. Just pop up during the day when I can't be there. That's right. And he did. Oh, that and I was thank, I thank God for him. Um, my mother's pastor visited. My mother's uh, best friend visited. Uh, we just, we had a lot of support, but I also didn't mind asking. So that's part of also what I share in the book. You've got to be prepared for, you know, how can I help you or what can I do to help you? I know you're going through a difficult time. You've got to be prepared with the response to that question. Right. And the response is, hey, I'm not able to, to do this laundry. Can you take that laundry for me? Can you run this to the cleaners? Can you... Uh, bring food over. Hey, I really would just like to take a long bath. I'd like to go to the spa. Right. Can, can I ask you to come over and sit with my sister or, you know, sit with me while my sister goes because we like for two people to be there with my mom. So I just asked my friends and they, they responded. And people you know, want to help you. You know, Dr. Watkins, and um, let me just say this, this is very rare that you have that kind of support. I had that kind of support with with my mother and Annabelle. But yeah. there are people and and there are people that will call here will call here and co-sign on this. You can have mm-hmm. five siblings. Yes. And they're all missing in action. And You're it correct. falls and it falls on one person. Yeah. And that's when the drinking starts. You you understand what I'm saying, or I do. the drugging, or the you know of the caregiver because you break. Sometimes you know um, Alzheimer's patients can be very mean. They can be yeah. very mean. They can say at this point, I'm not saying this was your mom, but you have to be prepared for all that comes with this diagnosis. We're talking to Dr. Cheryl Watkins. My name is Perry Small. We're going to come back. We're going to tell you how you can get the book. I would suggest that all of you, uh, if you are going through this situation now, and if potentially you can get it. And and my biggest fear, I'm going to be very honest with you, yeah. my biggest fear, because I'm not married, I don't have any kids, I don't have any family. When my mother and Annabelle died, that was it for the Smalls and the Smiths. It's just me. Yeah. Who's going to take yeah. care of me? I think about that every day because Alzheimer's runs in my family, paternally mm-hmm. and maternally. Seven seven three five nine one sixteen ninety. Talking to Dr. Cheryl Watkins, and she has written a book, releasing her wrestling peace from the jaws of Alzheimer's, and she she t- writes lovingly about her mother. And I just want to just congratulate. Um, her mother, or, or remember her mother as a strong woman, um, woman to have raised girls with her husband, to have raised girls that understand the that understand the importance of taking care of family. 
there are a lot of people that are in nursing homes, assisted living uh, facilities. No one comes to see them, and they're mistreated. Uh, am I right, Dr. Watkins? That's why you would tell. You are absolutely correct. Yeah, that's why you would say just sit there with her because I, I, I learned very early that if somebody is coming to see you every day and there's always somebody there, they're going to make sure they're clean, they're going to make sure they're fed, and they're not going to have these strange falls that you hear about in some of these uh, law commercials that we uh, are inundated with. So I, I just commend her for raising such a beautiful family and you understanding that it's okay to ask for help. Let's go to Steve from the Gold Coast. Steve, you're on WBON. Yes, I think this is a really important issue, and unfortunately a lot of Americans just don't make the connections because uh, one of the downsides of the advancements that we've made in terms of the medical industry and medical research and treatments and so forth is that we're living longer than ever before, Mm -hmm. but that means that, that, that we've got generations of people who are aging out so that you have... 65-year-olds taking care of 85-year-olds, and then and somebody needs to take care of the 65-year-olds. That's right. Because, again, we've got, yeah. it's a multi-generational issue. And it's, it's, a, it's a good problem to have because, again, we've been, we're, we're eating better, we've got better medicines, better treatments, so we're living longer. When we passed Social Security in this country, the average lifespan was 64. It wasn't a magical that we decided to make retirement into the time in which you were eligible to receive benefits. 65. Right. So that that was the that was the intent, but the this the problem is that now we are we are experiencing a time when the baby boomers are retiring, they're aging out, and we are millions of people short in terms of who we need to take care of That's this right. aging population. And it's not going to get any better. Um, this is what part of the discussion that we've been having with regard to the infrastructure bills. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wish people would understand and make those connections because, you know, it's amazing. The streets are empty on Super Bowl Sunday, and we can manage to get together and root for teams that have nothing to do with our lives, whether or not they win or lose. But you can't get out to vote and support legislation, which is going to have a real impact on the quality of your life and your parents' lives by supporting certain people who are going to advance certain pieces of legislation. Well, that's how disconnected we are as a country. Yeah, that build back uh, better. Yeah, that build back better. May I jump in? Yeah, go ahead. I I apologize. Excuse me. But um, Steve said something that's really important, and I just want to make sure I talk about it. Um, It is not just our aging parents who are being diagnosed with Alzheimer's. It's also our younger individuals. Yes. So there's early onset Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. There are even children who are diagnosed. So I just want to make sure that we understand that the issues are not just for aging parents, but for all of us to be concerned about. The Alzheimer's Association does a phenomenal job of sharing information about the latest research and that kind of stuff. And I want to make sure that we're using their research as a foundation for what we need to talk about, how we need to engage, um, that's one thing. The second thing, and uh, I think it's critical for us to talk about it, and I'm, I'm doing some workshops coming up with my church on this. Okay, I there tell you some- what, let me take a break here, Dr. Watkins, and we'll talk 
you know, we'll quickly get your, the information about the workshops, and we'll wrap it up. We still have a, a few calls that want get, to get in on this, and then I have to move back, move on. But thank you so much. This is a conversation that I've been having since the, I called them the two OGs. They died within two days of each other. I had a double funeral. How about that one? We're talking to Dr. Cheryl Watkins. Fred wants to talk about dementia. Keith wants to talk about Alzheimer's. And this is the way that we're going to do it. My name is Perry Small. And my guest, Dr. Cheryl Watkins, went through a five-year journey caring for her mother before she passed away. And this book gives the details of her experience. Uh, The book is Releasing Her, Wrestling Peace, from the jaws of Alzheimer's. Before I get back to the calls and we talk about the um, workshops you're going to be doing at your church, would you, I'll be very honest, I almost had a sense of relief. When my my mom died first, no, my Aunt Annabelle died first, and Melody was asking me, you know, well, when are you going to make the you know, the arrangements and that sort of thing. And I said, and my mom was in the hospital. They went to the hospital within a day of each other. And my mother wasn't related to my Aunt Annabelle because that's my father's um, aunt. She's my great aunt. And my mother um, uh, is my mother, of course. But I almost felt a sense of relief. Um, at at one point because and then it was it was just an intuition I just felt like God would not let me continue to be stressed out like this and be and and I was happy I mean I had to get rid you know I couldn't do the things that I did before I couldn't do you know Chicago Tonight on TTW couldn't be on CNN and all that sort of thing couldn't do any of that and it was okay. Couldn't go anywhere. I had to be home at 12 o'clock. I just lived minutes away from our studios at the time. Didn't bother me. But I have to be honest, I did feel a sense of relief when I, got, when I went to see my mother in the hospital. And I kept telling the, care, the, the lady, the nurse, I said, she's not going to make it. And she's yeah. like, oh, sure, she's going to make it. I'm like, no, she's not. And yeah. I went home, and then they called me back, and she was gone. But yeah. I did feel a sense of relief. How about you? I absolutely uh, felt a sense of relief. Mm-hmm. I thanked God for the journey. Yes. I don't want you to think, when I talk about support, I don't want you to think that it was just that physical support. I prayed. I read Scripture. I talked to God. And so I was thankful that my mom's bout with Alzheimer's didn't extend into 10 years. As one of my friends, her mom was, I think, 100 years old, and she had Alzheimer's for a long period of time. And so I thanked God for that relief. I thanked God that he was so merciful. Yes. So, yes, I do understand exactly what you're saying. And not everyone can understand that. Right. But I absolutely do. But so, yeah. see, for those that don't understand it, understand I did, uh, Dr. Watkins nor I or my, or my brother, we didn't put our family away. 
we didn't put them away in a in in a home in a nursing home and all of that sort of thing. My mother was in a nursing home for three months, um, and he was the caregiver then uh, before he died, and that he was at that nursing home at seven o'clock every yes. morning and would yes. not leave until about four or five o'clock that afternoon. Here's here's what I also want to say. I don't begrudge anyone no, me neither. who has to put their loved yep. one right. in the care of trusting individuals. That's I, right. I don't begrudge them nope, that. Not at here's all. Here's what my here's what my oldest sister uh Barbara said. Mama took care of us, we're taking care of mama. There was no argument. None of us argued about it because we already knew we're t- we're taking care of mama. She was in that nursing hab and that nursing home and rehabilitation space. Right. Because when we when she had to go to the hospital, she actually forgot how to walk. Right. And that does happen. That happened so, to my Aunt Annabelle. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. So we took her there. And then during one of the sessions, I couldn't stand to listen to my mother scream and yell, help, help. Right. Somebody call the police. Yeah. Because they were just trying to get her to stand up. Right. And so I, that's when I made the decision yeah, we're going to remove mom from here. Yeah, and, um, and they were in rehab, and yeah. that's what I did. That They even told me, they said, just take her home. Well, no, take her home with you. And she was like, I want to go to my house. And when I made that turn, left on King on Calumet rather than right, because she only lived two blocks away from, oh, she was spitting nails. But um, I said, well, you know what? The, it's, I told her, I said, Annabelle, this is not the Hilton. You know, you they, they don't think that they can help you anymore. It's not a hotel, so we're going to have to come to the house. And, and I had just had the room redone and all of that, and, you know, I made sure they had fresh flowers, whatever they wanted to eat. I would... I would go get it, and then they complained, and they wouldn't eat it. It was it was a journey, but it sounds it sounds similar to what we experienced. Yeah, um, I had the house; the carpet was removed from all the rooms so that my mom could navigate uh, when she could with her wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, my my nephew took care of her. Also, I mean, we did all of those things, yeah. and again, I would do it all today. Um, And here's what I also share with people, and I know we're limited on time. Today is the day that matters. Yes. As it relates to your loved ones. Don't let a day go by without reaching out to talk to them, to say hello, to say I love you. Just focus on today, one day at a time. And then in regard to if you've lost a loved one. The grieving process has no timeline. Mm -hmm. My pastor tells me this often. One day at a time, we can grieve, but we must commit to grow. And so there are lots of things I write in my book, but I just wanted to share those things with you all and your your listening audience this morning. The name of the book is Releasing Her, Wrestling Peace from the Jaws of Alzheimer's. Fred, you're on WVON with Dr. Watkins. Good morning, the Honorable Perry Small. Hey, How are you? I'm good. Yes, and to your uh, to the uh, the doctor, you all have said everything that I'm going through. In fact, I just walked out of the hospital with my mom. She's 97. Wow. Uh, is there a difference in uh, 
Is there a difference? He wants to know if there's a difference between dementia and full-blown Alzheimer's. There is. Um, Listen, dementia is the umbrella under which Alzheimer's falls. Mm -hmm. So there um, is such a thing as Lewy body, um, dementia. It, it, It all falls underneath that umbrella. But Alzheimer's comprises the largest percentage of patients who have dementia, mm-hmm. about 60 to 80 percent. Mm-hmm. So there is okay. a difference. There is a difference. And dementia yeah. in the beginning is forgetting things, being forgetful. But when it gets to the point when they can't remember how to swallow or right. they can't remember how to eat or, um, you know, they start doing things. But one thing, my mother was an ambulatory and neither was Annabelle. Uh, but if you have an ambulatory mm-hmm. uh, patient, they might go and turn on the stoves. They might take all the spoons and the forks out yeah. of the, out, out of the thing. They'll 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 want the keys. They want to have keys. My mother's whole thing was about her purse. She's like, "Where's my pocketbook? Where's my pocket?" You sound like you can relate, Doctor Watkins. Absolutely, because, yeah, uh, I actually took my mother's car keys. I took the garage door opener. Once we realized that she had Alzheimer's, I took those things. My mother never noticed they were gone. Right. That's also how I knew that she was experiencing Alzheimer's. Um, in the prologue of the book, I list the 10 symptoms of Alzheimer's and share that my mom exhibited all 10 of them at one point or another leading up to her diagnosis. So, yes, I can definitely relate to that. Fred, did we answer your questions? Extremely well. And uh, uh, everything you all have said, I'm experiencing. And I told my brother, I got eight, it's eight of us, and it's only two of us taking care of my mom. See. But like I told him, they took care of us when we was kids. It's time for us to take care of her. She's not going to no nursing home. All right. Thank you, may, may, may I say something else, Fred? You said there were eight of you, and there are only two of you taking care of your mom. Continue to love your siblings. Not everyone can handle this. Not everyone is prepared to address this. So continue to love them, continue to pray for them, and continue to support your mom. God bless you. I will be at your church at the event. Uh, I I guess you'll announce it shortly. Okay, so go right ahead now, Dr. Watkins. Tell us about the series of workshops and where we can get more information. Well, they're actually online. Okay. So they will be virtual. So here's what I will do. I believe if you go to CherylDWatkins.com, I believe, well, by the end of the day today, I'll have the flyer posted. My church is Oakdale Covenant. Of course it and is. <laughs> I will do three sessions. I will do three sessions, November 15th, the 22nd, and the 29th, um, all virtual. They'll be on Zoom. So I will make sure I update my website and add the flyer so that you can participate. I will also be um, on Daytime Chicago next Wednesday um, live, so I'll talk about it there. And then I'll also be um, working with um, Covenant United Church of Christ. I will do a session, and those will also be on Zoom. So once I get the link for that one, I will post that on my website as well. And send it to Todd. Send it to Todd, too, so we can put it on WVON's Facebook page. 
I absolutely will, and thank you for that opportunity. All I righty, appreciate Jeff. that. I'm going to try to squeeze Keith in. Keith, you're on WVON real quick. Okay. Uh, can, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Thank you for, for the forum. Uh, my mother has dementia also. Uh, she's a strong Texan with roots from, from Louisiana, respect from Lake Charles. Um She's in a nursing home right now. She's she's better off there than than than, than she would be um, when she was living on her own and such. Right. And um, I, I want to thank uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Watkins for, uh, for for her testimony. And uh, and and my experience is knowing how to manage care responsibility is important to balancing life and not running from it. Um, I'm learning right. to be my yeah. mother's advocate. By, by visiting and helping as much as I can, right? Because she gives those that nursing home hell every day, and I don't know how to thank those people for for for, for putting up with that. So I so I apologize, and they say don't apologize because that's what they do. Um, nurse Alex, you know if if you listen or anybody knows Nurse Alex, you know much respect to you guys over there at Symphony. Um, but but to end this thing, I'll make it real quick. Thank you for your testimony. We're fighting this thing. We're gonna win. Uh, one way or the other, we, we, we're going to get the, the, the most out of life that we can. Thank you very much. Good day. All right. Thank you so much. And Dr. Yeah. Cheryl Watkins, what a wonderful experience meeting you and learning about this book. I hope it sells off the shelves or Amazon. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. the name of the book is Releasing Her, The Wrestling Peace from the jaws of Alzheimer's. Have a great day and congratulations. And I look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate this time. All right. Have a great day. All right.